because it's one thing to put an eco label on something, but if that eco label doesn't mean anything or it has no weight, then it doesn't. It's not going to be really helpful for your marketing. Hello and welcome to the Maker Marketing Podcast, the only show for manufacturing leadership and marketers to help you focus in and succeed in your business goals through better strategic marketing. I'm your host, Laura Benjamin. And this week we're talking sustainability and how that can impact your marketing with Travis Blomberg of WasteCap Resource Solutions. And they're on a mission to change minds when it comes to thinking about waste and the byproducts of manufacturing, construction, and other business practices. One of the biggest things that they work to do is change minds and change how people even think about waste and think of it more as a byproduct and think in terms of how others might benefit from using some of these materials rather than just looking at them as as something to be disposed of or as a cost of doing business. And as we started to dive deeper into this idea, it was really great to see how he thought through, you know, this is something that's a real benefit to not only an organization, but how they talk about their product to their customers. And I think what's really interesting to me as a marketer is that from that marketing angle, how some of these sustainability practices can play into things like our content marketing, into our internal branding. You know, what is it that our customers care about? Do they care if we just say that we're going green? Or do they care about looking at certifications and saying, this is what we do to back up what we say? And then how that plays into how you tell your stories to your prospective customers through case studies, white papers, and things that help them see where the cost savings come from. These are the very tangible ways that we've improved our business because we care about the environment in which we live, because we believe in zero waste and, and want to make sure that we're operating as efficiently as possible. You know, 20, 30 years ago, green marketing existed, but I don't think it quite has the weight in the climate that it does now. I think that things have been changing a lot over the last five or 10 years, where things like this have a lot more interest, especially with a younger marketplace, which plays also into how we look at internal branding and the impact that some of these initiatives can have on that internal branding mindset. One of the things that you'll hear coming up in the interview is how these things can get really ingrained in a culture of an organization if you work at it and if you make it part of that organization. And this is something that a younger workforce cares quite a bit about, especially millennial workers who really pay attention to what a corporate culture internally is like and the things that they talk about and care about. So without further ado, here's my interview with Travis Blomberg of WasteCap Resource Solutions. Thanks for joining me today on Maker Marketing. I'm here with Travis Blomberg of WasteCap Resource Solutions, which is an industry-supported nonprofit providing waste reduction and recycling assistance to benefit businesses and the environment. So, Travis, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, fantastic to meet you. So, well, let's talk a little bit about your background because you've always had a passion for sustainability. Is that is that right? Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Um, I think ever since I was in high school, I think I was uh given that instinct to do something um with my career that had to do something with the environment and it was all about the environment that uh, gave me the passion but then as i went to college i thought i was going to be an environmental lawyer um and then took some courses on some business courses and was actually running a different business 
at that time and realized where my passion lie, where my passion was, was more so uh, in the operations of making a company more sustainable or reducing their impact and providing value uh, as opposed to um, doing the regulation and putting the bad guys in jail. You know, that's what typically people think about what you want to do as an environmental lawyer. You want to you know, find the polluters and that's your you know typical idea. But really, instead of doing that, the whole idea was around why can't we do this better and save all the save the company's money, do well for the environment and then do well for your employees too. So that resonated with me. And I kind of pivoted when I was in college and took that approach. And ever since then, I've been on this path to uh, to help out in energy, water, or waste. That's great. It sounds a lot more proactive than kind of going after the bad guys, so to speak, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, where, that's where it resonated with me. And I thought it was a lofty goal to go for. So that's what I've been up to the last um, decade or so. Yeah. And now you're the executive director of WasteCap. So tell me about WasteCap itself. Um, it started over 20 years ago. And and uh, tell me a little bit more about what it does. Yeah. So WasteCap Resource Solutions is an environmental nonprofit. Uh, like you said, it was started uh, over 20 years ago. And uh, it was, you know, one of the first of its kind in the idea that it was a nonprofit dedicated to helping businesses with their waste reduction and recycling strategies, whatever that may be. And that spans through all different types of industries, whether that's manufacturing, construction, demolition, uh, facility operations, corporate campuses, schools, um, wherever there's a significant amount of waste, um, we think uh, our organization helps those uh, businesses find best waste management practices for that and ultimately save money in the process. So when you took over the reins a couple of years ago as executive director, what were your biggest priorities? Um, I think my biggest priorities was understanding the organization to start with. Uh, and then secondly was uh, getting our hands around um, what is now our new division called Raised and Found. Um, so Raised with a Z. Uh, that is, uh, a division we took on around five years ago. It wasn't called that at the time, um, but we got into more deconstruction of properties. And then third was really understanding and getting back to our roots of identifying key areas of manufacturing and pushing zero waste initiatives and also focusing on the circular economy uh, concept where there is no such thing as waste. So I think those three components were the, the things that I focused on uh, during that first year. Sure. Well, I want to dive a little bit more into the third thing really quick. So you say um, working with manufacturers to help them understand zero waste initiatives. Do you find that that message is very resonant with a lot of the manufacturers that you work with? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're not, you know, WasteCap doesn't come in and say that we know what their operation is necessarily and have all the answers we listen to our customers and our clients uh, that say, hey, you know, I'm having this particular issue um, or I'm, I don't know where to start. What would you recommend? So we deal with a lot of different companies, a lot of different factors in manufacturing on, on the type of products that they're, they're making and also the various different types of waste streams. And 
we do a whole lot uh, within that. So it's always project specific, but what we do is we're, uh, we're an outlet um, to help them. And that's ultimately what we're there to do. We're trying there to uh, essentially measure what's going on first. Cause that's a lot of, a lot of the times folks come to us and say, you know, we think we, we think we could do better. But we didn't even measure from the beginning. And I mean, the manufacturing process is already pretty lean. So those companies are already looking at minimizing their waste and minimizing those things, but there's always room for improvement and there's always design changes and, you know, restructuring contracts and finding different outlets. So there's a lot of things throughout the gamut that we can help with and that what we, what we do help with. And so you find that a lot of these manufacturers that you work with already kind of know that they need to do something to reduce waste. They just don't know what that is. Yeah, I think it always comes to a point where in an ideal world, it'd be great if there was no waste being produced. But oftentimes, yeah, like the, these companies have you know been around for how many years? And sometimes there isn't an alternative solution that or where there's an end market for that byproduct. Because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about this is a byproduct of the manufacturing process. We call it waste, but wouldn't it be great if there was no such thing as waste where everything could be reused? And it's identifying those areas of the biggest concern and saying, where are those solutions? Where can we find those solutions? Where can we find those outlets? Where can we find those vendors to help out with? So that's that's typically what we help with the most. And also the, the tracking and measurement of it. That's the most critical part because you don't manage, if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. And it's gotta be pretty eye-opening for a lot of your clients, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so it sounds like you measure success in a couple of ways. Reducing landfill waste is one big part of that, but you also said, you know, you've got these benchmarks, especially for manufacturers trying to, you said 90% diversion um, and starting to, almost change a mindset, right? Like thinking of this material as a byproduct that they can use as, if not necessarily a profit center, but something that can turn into something else for another organization or for some other purpose. So I guess, how does sustainability mean a greater return for your manufacturing clients? Every manufacturing, every client is unique, but ultimately what we try to do is, you know, reduce the amount of waste uh, going out. So if you reduce the amount of waste, theoretically, you're gonna, it's going to cost you less. The other way is like, is there value in that byproduct? Can you actually get paid for whatever byproduct that you have? Typically, whenever you have enough of anything, there's an outlet for somebody. So does that manufacturer produce enough of whatever type of material that is? that could be you know reused in another company or another organization the other thing that we do and what people when we talk about zero waste no one really thinks about what's going into the facility so really looking at all of looking at both your the downstream and the upstream what's coming into into your facility and are you buying the right material Hey there, it's time for just a quick break and to let you know that the Maker Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Satellite 6, an agency that helps businesses succeed in reaching their growth goals through proven brand and digital marketing systems. And if you're a manufacturer with a team of one to two marketers and wish you had the full capabilities of a marketing team behind you without having to hire another 10 people, Satellite 6 can help. There are tons of free resources, articles, and more to help your business succeed through better brand marketing. You can even schedule a free ideas call to talk through your goals. 
All this and more is available right now at Satellite6.com. And now, back to the show. So with that, with that input and output in mind, I guess, can you walk me through a manufacturer that stands out to you, someone that you've had a great success with and what you did for them? Yeah, I think uh, General Plastics uh, a few years back used us. And originally what they did is uh, they used us for a waste audit. And they came to us and said, hey, Waste Cap, what can you do? We know there's areas of improvement we can do. They also were working with other groups at the time. So we sat through, did a facility waste audit for them and looked at each area, looked at all the outputs that were going out of their facility and worked our way backwards. And so what kind of result did you see once they started thinking more from that perspective? What changed about their organization? They, They align it with their corporate culture as not just doing this in the in the manufacturing process, but also all across the sector. So whether they're in the lunchroom and thinking about the food that they're eating, it's it's more about how can we do this and show our employees that, yeah, this makes sense in the manufacturing process, but this has affects every part of our organization. So that's that's really what they used it as used it for as a learning tool and as a commitment to always looking for improvement. Because that's really what manufacturing, that's the key to manufacturing is how can we improve and improve and improve. And waste reduction is just one of those things. Do you have any sense as far as, because you said it it really impacts a lot of different areas of the organization. Do you have any sense if they are able to use that as a competitive advantage for their own sales and marketing process to say, hey, look, we're zero waste or we're minimal waste. We commit to you know green manufacturing practices and high efficiency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with their, they're still in their journey of, of their process. So I think like anyone, they want to make sure they have a high enough diversion rate to really start promoting their their efforts. Uh, and that's where, you know, they're looking at that zero waste certification and, and looking to use a certification system to give you credibility, number one, and give you a third party review to give you that credibility and then to use that in the marketing and promotion aspect of it. Because it's one thing to put an eco-label on something, but if that eco-label doesn't mean anything or it has no weight, then um, it doesn't. it's not gonna be really helpful for your marketing. So if you know that that certification that you subscribe to um, is stringent and has meaning behind it, then you can actually promote it and use it. And that's, and that's, uh, that's something that we help organizations with too. The way that we approach everything is that our projects need to have a economic payback, um, and then the environmental payback is gravy on top and something that you can promote. Because no company is going to uh, work on a project that isn't financially, or no company companies often don't work on uh, projects that aren't financially uh, advantageous for their operation. It has and to make business we'll... sense, of course. Absolutely. So that's that's part of the part of the issues that we run into. The other thing is that I talked a lot about certification systems. Well, certification systems also come at a cost. You know, that's it's not a free certification system. So you have to put all of those factors in and show whether or not when is this project going to have a return on investment and also factor in, okay, by having a zero-waste certification system, what does that do other than just the operation? Is there a marketing um, 
component to it? Is there room for acquiring new business? Is it part of your employee engagement process? So it's not just, we're not just always looking at waste. There's other components like there is in any sustainability uh, type project. So it sounds like it really is something that can influence both your internal branding and your external branding. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that they have been internally, they've been using it uh, for their employees. Like that's one of the big things that they've been doing uh, and using this type of practice and mindset to push out to the employees and make sure that they have buy-in and that they can help in all facets of the organization. And now they're looking into a certification system to help promote their efforts because as part of that competitive advantage, they want a certification system that has legitimacy around it. Right. Something so that promotes invest- some value. Exactly. So, and also to make sure that there's, you know, third-party review and that there, again, the legitimacy, third-party review, uh, and that it has weight and it's recognizable so that the company, that whether they're working from a business-to-business standpoint, that those companies and their suppliers who are asking them, what are their sustainability targets? Because this whole idea of supply chain affecting all these areas it's going to come about because more and more companies are asking about their environmental compliance. So this is all beyond compliance. And if you're doing this type of operation, you're never going to be behind. You're always going to be in front of the pack and not dealing with uh, issues of compliance and making sure that you don't lose out on a business to business contract that you may have or you know, your end customer. What's been one of the most unexpected parts of working with the manufacturing client? I mean, it's, it's a difference schedule and it's a different way of thinking about it mm-hmm. um, mobile manufacturing putting all these things together and you're ending with a buy, you're ending with an end product and you have waste along the you have waste as a part of that there's just a mobile manufacturing unit and so we look at very very long term versus in a construction project it's start and finish you know or if it's a demolition project you have a start date you have an end date and you're done um, for the manufacturing, it's you're doing this year end and year out. So looking at, you can't just look at it for a given year, but how's this going to affect your operations uh, in the long term? And their processes are likely changing from year to year too. That is true. That is definitely true. And especially with new technology, so how can you integrate all those com- pieces and components? Before I let you go, I guess, what's the one biggest takeaway that you want manufacturers to understand when it comes to waste management? I would like you know manufacturers to look at the opportunities and look at the cost savings, the environmental benefits, and the marketing opportunity of going to zero waste. That's That would be the three takeaways that I would like to recommend. Travis Blomberg is the Executive Director of Waste Cap Resource Solutions, the industry-based nonprofit providing waste reduction and recycling assistance to benefit businesses and the environment. Travis, thanks so much for being part of the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So what do you think? Do you think there's such a thing as waste or is it all just byproduct that we should be using as manufacturers in a perpetual life cycle so that anything that's a byproduct can be used by another organization? And as a result, you're capitalizing on that not just by reducing the amount of waste or having an expense removed from your books, but you're finding ways to use the certifications that you receive as a result using that mindset as part of your brand to create client relationships, to help show 
clients where you're saving them money in the long run to help them understand how sustainability can help them and as internal branding practices to help move the needle when it comes to your, your own workforce and the engagement that they have with your organization, how they buy into your mission. These are all huge benefits of thinking about waste management or resource usage as core to your brand and your marketing philosophy. So you're likely using sustainability to some degree right now in your organization, but is it part of your brand? Is it part of your marketing system? How are you talking about sustainability? You know, if tomorrow I walked into my office and I was like, wow, how can I, how can I bring this to my brand and really start to have an impact? I would really do two things. Number one is I would create some immediate blog content about sustainability practices within my organization. Really talk up what it is that your customer base cares about and put it in terms of cost savings, of efficiency, of environmental benefits, and all of these things that are really great to that, that business community. And then the second thing I would do is really look for ways to take the sustainability mindset and really apply it to different things within the brand. Are there business activities? Are there events? Are there even day-to-day -day things that are going on that we can apply a sustainability model to, or at least keep that in our mindsets, make it part of our, our core brand mission, and then be talking about those things in our content marketing. I think with a little creativity and a little time, you'll find ways to take the sustainability that you're already doing in your organization, push for greater sustainability through your leadership, and then find ways to turn that into a net benefit and a competitive advantage when you're talking to your customers through marketing about ways in which you are the right choice for them. That about wraps it up for this week. Thanks to my guest, Travis Blomberg, Executive Director of WasteCap Resource Solutions. You can find out more about them online at wastecap.org. And you can find more episodes of Maker Marketing at makermarketing.co. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, all the best to your success. This has been the Maker Marketing Podcast. I'm Laura Benjamin. Thanks so much for joining me. For show archives, notes, and more, please visit makermarketing.co. The Maker Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Satellite 6, establishing manufacturers as best in market and achieving focused new growth through results-driven marketing systems. Learn more at Satellite6.com.